What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Shooter Pass Podcast. And Happy New Year. It is 2021. We are discussing live action games in the NBA going on. It is such a blessing in this time of the craziness of COVID and in the past. Well, let's talk some good news here. Uh, this is your familiar voice. I am returning to you guys in 2021 to talk NBA basketball. It is Chevy here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Baseline Chevy. Don't forget to check us out at Baseline Times on Instagram and on the Twitter machine. Also, hit us up. Uh, you know, we are excited about this NBA season. So excited. I brought back the same co-hosts as always. And they are here. Robbie, Gabe, how are you guys doing? Happy New Year. It's good to hear your voices. Happy Welcome. New Year. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Yo, it's, Gabe, you sound very uh, delightful. It's a lot different from your Grinchmas attitude. Yeah, that's just over. That's why it's a new year. <laughs> we here, baby. Welcome back, guys. We are. We are. How? How? You know, Rob, we'll start with you. How? How was? How was your holiday season? Was it great? You know, last time we heard from you was two weeks ago. Did you have a good New Year? It was great. I was the definition of a slob. I was just like. I was like a snail rolling from the couch to the bed to the fridge and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I was eating a lot of food, watching a lot of TV, drinking a lot of wine, okay, among other things, and just <laughs> laying around. It, it was great. I probably gained like 10 pounds, and I'm really mm -hmm. feeling it this week at CrossFit. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. How about you, Gabe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, we were supposed to go somewhere, but we kind of X those plans out. And we just uh, stayed at the crib, you know, been lazy bums the whole time. So Yeah, I yeah, I, I feel that's the same way. I feel like, you know, it's funny. Christmas week, I, I fell into this little uh, slump. Like I had like this like flu, like like fatigue and like tiredness and like fever. And mm. so I put my Christmas sick. And I was a little disappointed because I just couldn't like eat and have like an appetite. I was like, man, I just want to eat all this food. I just want to drink to have a good time. But uh, New Year's, I was I was better a week later. So New Year's was good. But yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, we appreciate y'all. Where, where can the people find you guys at? Instagram, Twitter? At Robinhood with an H and a Y on the Twitter and the gram. At Gabe XL across platforms. Across all platforms for Mr. Lloyd, and uh, we are here to discuss NBA in the 2021 year. Uh, the season has kicked off, guys. There's a lot that has happened over mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. Uh, we, you know, we took a break for ourselves, but it's well-deserved, and I, I think that we're entering back in here, excited again to talk to you guys about NBA basketball. Um, I just want to interject real quickly and give myself some super delayed credit because, mm. guys... Ben Simmons hit a three. Oh my God. Woo! Boo. Finally, I called it. I called it thinking he was going to do it in the bubble. Oh, but, wow. you know, he got the memo a little late. You know, it's kind of like when you order something online nowadays, mm -hmm. it just says that shipping may be delayed because <laughs> of COVID. Well, the message got a little late to Ben, but he got that three in and I called it. A long ass time ago. So, congratulations to me for calling that. And um, I know you guys might not think that this is relevant to basketball, but uh, Twitter right now just sent me a notification that Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. And I'm thinking Kim is going to date wow. an NBA player next, guys. Oh, wow. That's wild. 
that is Sur- wild. Well, breaking news on the Shooter Pass podcast. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, yeah, surprise, surprise, right? I mean, it seems like everything's kind of making sense now in 2021. Like, my gosh, like, wow. All right, well, and you know what's funny? Going back to the whole Ben Simmons things here, <laughs> this guy has hit, he's attempted one three-pointer and has hit the one three-pointer against the Orlando Magic. <laughs> By the way, so so that game was last week. It was New Year's Eve. You know, I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm like, all right, watch my magic. We'll, we'll try to get, you know get a win. He's a good team. A team that has started off good, right? With the Philadelphia 76ers, and we were pretty good. We went second quarter, come around, we're down 30 points. What the? It's like these guys checked out of 2020 completely. But uh, they, they they are up there still. So you know, we'll talk about the Orlando Magic here later on in our shooter pass round. But yeah, I'm excited about this season so far from a Magic fan perspective to see some of these other teams just be up there temporarily. You know, until things kind of settle back in. It is what it is. But uh, guys, what about what's up with the Miami Heat here? Are we gonna have a conversation about the Heat sometime? Well, you this just week? you just, you just said know. it. <laughs> just said it. Teams are up there temporarily. Everybody's in a daze right now. Oh, so okay, okay. Let the All Star okay. break happen, and then we'll get back to this. Okay, okay. Listen, right, when the right. Clippers lost by fifty-one points to the Mavericks, oh everybody was just saying, "Oh, it's just one game. It's just one game." I need that same kind of energy for my Miami Heat. Okay, true. It's just yeah. you know, small yeah. sample size. You know, for slow sure. start. They yep. had a very short off season because they were in the finals. Okay, so you know, got people yeah, coming yeah. back from injury and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yep, yep. I, I guess so. I guess so. You know, that's that's kind of like the reaction I'm getting from all all the the other friends and, and folks that I know that are not Magic fans. So sounds very familiar. Well, well that are not uh, Magic fans. <laughs> yeah, you know, just they're like, oh, just wait. You know, they, well, one of my friends says, wait till they're twenty games in, we'll we'll have a conversation. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, <laughs> sir. Just because your Miami Heat is, you know, nine plays in the Eastern Conference right now, we'll. But no, it's incredible. The teams like the Pacers, right? Like I think I think we're seeing some good basketball so far. But yeah, we're glad basketball's back. Welcome, guys. Uh, everybody who's listened to us in 2020, if you're listening to us again in 2021, we truly appreciate you. Uh, especially any of our international ca- crowd out there listening to us uh, from the Philippines, out in India. Shout out to you. Make sure you subscribe if you're in India on the Gio Seven or Ghana app. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, plenty of more. And what's exciting about this uh, season, this year as well, we wanted to expand our coverage too. So, you know, take a look at Baseline Times on Instagram, Twitter, look out for our new coverage and uh, other podcasts coming out. Uh, NFL playoffs is coming up, so we'll definitely have a lot of conversations about that. And I'll make our our expert picks. Gabe, you're a straight-up pick master. So uh, people have been checking out tallysite.com. You know, we're talking about football here on a basketball podcast really quick. Um, Gabe, you know, you want to pick a team for that day – that week uh, i know it's coming up to an end here mm-hmm. gabe is your man he's a straight up king and um shout out to our guy my channel he's our uh over under king so we have an over over under king that's top rank top 10 top five whatever the case may be um and i'm glad to hear that rob will be on board watching the greatest quarterback of all time oh. uh since her new england, uh, new england Patri- uh, patriots didn't make it pass uh, but anyways we won't talk about that because the dolphins also laid an egg but guys welcome back to 2021 <laughs> here and uh I love you guys. Appreciate you guys being so kind and joining me again here this year. This is my sixth NBA season of podcasting. Can you believe that? I feel like a like I'm an old veteran. You guys are just it all started with uh three in the key, huh? Hey, yep, yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, this is my sixth season covering, so I'm excited about that. Um I feel like I'm you guys are just like the night the young fresh blood that's here to, to push us forward. Let's yes, do I'm this young. thing. Woo. 
I'm just going to pretend you didn't bring up anything about me watching football this weekend. <laughs> Go ahead. Start the shoot or pass round. <laughs> shoot or pass. All right. You guys know the drill. We will shoot or pass here. I will read a statement. If we agree with the statement, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. First shooter pass of 2021. Shooter pass. Draymond Green's stats may look abysmal in his return, but they do not account for his value on the court for Steph and the Warriors. Gabe, let you take this first. Shooter pass. Uh, shoot. Forget about him averaging a triple single early on in this season. His leadership is what they need. In his absence, you had a whole bunch of Tito Jacksons running around shooting threes and just being all out of position. Even James Wiseman, I, I like him, but he's doing too much or he's trying to do too much. So you need a Draymond in this lineup to kind of settle him down, you know, get them all on the same page, let Curry do his thing, and then, you know, good things will happen. As you can see, they're on the right track. They, they started winning as soon as he came back. So, yeah, definitely shoot. Oh, I agree 100%. I'm shooting here. I actually saw this meme that's a, a picture of Steph and Dre, and it says, Steph Curry and Draymond Green combined for 63 points tonight. One of the best duos in the league. <laughs> Funny enough, that was a game where Steph scored 22 and Dre hit that triple single. But look, <laughs> Draymond Green doesn't you know his impact doesn't have to be on on the box score he elevates all the players around him I mean we're even seeing Kelly Oubre play a little better now and he had a rough start to the season uh you know I think people are quick to call players washed and a lot of people were saying oh Draymond Green's washed but you know looks like COVID hit him a little harder than um anticipated his his IQ, his vision, his screening, and his passing is is what really helps this team. And and I think that you know the Warriors. I think the Warriors might might turn it around. And I still think this is a team that can that can get into the play in tournament. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Facts. I mean, look, it's so funny to watch these overreactions after like two or three games or after a week of basketball being played. I mean, Kelly Oubre had one of the worst shooting starts ever, right? It was like 0 from 11 from the three-point line. Um, you're looking at a guy like Draymond Green that wasn't originally in the, in the starting lineup or in the lineup at all uh, for the first initial game. And he's a big part. He's the, he's the playmaker. I mean, since the 2015 and 2016 season, Draymond Green, and actually we can go back to the 2015 and 20, 2014, 2015 season. Draymond Green has averaged 6.7 assists um, in the 2014-2015 season. After that, you know, he's kind of been in between 6 or 7 assists per game. He's the playmaker. He's the guy that makes the magic happen. Steph shoots the ball. No, you know, nothing not to knock Steph Curry at all, but, I mean, guys, remember I said this, right? Like, Steph Curry's going to have to come in, and he's going to have to be this big MVP-like guy. But he's going to have to do that kind of like James Harden-like He's going to have to come in. I'm not saying score 50, 60 points for a week straight. Maybe 28, 30 points a game, 32 points a game. Maybe, hell, even 36 points a game. Knock down at least five three-pointers a game. But that doesn't happen without Draymond Green. So, you know, I agree agree with you guys across the board. I mean, he's definitely a big part of this Golden State uh, Warriors offense, the team uh, defensive anchor as well. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I agree. I think the Warriors are just going to, they're going to come to light. It's something different. It's something new. Again, it, it, to me, it's a two-piece two, uh, two piece part. One, you got to get, you got to become defensively better. You got to try to stop teams from scoring. 
and you got you don't want to get like in a scoring match. You got guys like Trey Young, Luka Doncic out there uh, that can just you know come in, put up points, and other guys and other shooters. That's just the way the league is going. But if you can stop the shooters, if you can stop the scoring and hold your own, you're gonna win ball games. I think Golden State will be fine. They'll be okay. Let's not overreact. That was bad. I, I I'm defending my take though, so you know I I gotta keep my take real. I I gotta hope for the best on this team to be a top four team in the Western Conference right now. Um, but definitely. Jeremiah Green's important. You talking about people overreacting? Like, we are not about to do a whole segment on overreactions in a few minutes. But go ahead. <laughs> that does not deserve overreactions. Don't do it. Here's the thing. We like where do you can you guys answer where this whole Steph Curry is washed? Like, who created that? Was it somebody that I missed said said something in the in the media? Or I feel like NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter took this and pushed it to major media to the point where even Steph Curry's making comments like, yeah, let him let him say I'm washed. Like, I'm not hating on that. I think it's perfectly fine because we said the same thing about LeBron, so I'll keep it consistent. If any if anybody says a guy is washed and he comes out and drops 62, sir, he's he's not washed. But to answer the question, guys, do you guys feel like like where did this originate from? Like where did this whole Kurt Steph Curry's wash come from? He's nowhere near washed up. They're just saying that because he doesn't have Clay Thompson. And they lost the first few games, you know, pretty convincingly. But like I said, it's all rumors. It's all bullshit. We need some type of drama manufactured to get the NBA season rolling because, you know, yeah. we just left it recently. And it's kind of like, okay, this season's started and everybody's kind of, eh, kind of dragging ass early. So it was just manufactured bullshit. Yeah, that's really what it is, is, you know, it's been, there just has been so much disparity because of the short and off season that, you know, they're just coming up with any headlines to keep people engaged. Facts. 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 I agree with that. All right. On to the next shooter pass here. Now, we all fucked up by overlooking Christian Wood as a candidate for the Most Improved Player Award. Shooter pass on that, Robbie. I got to say shoot. I mean, did y'all see what he tweeted the other night? He said, not even close to my full potential hashtag just wait. He went from barely making a roster to being one of the main options on what should still be a playoff team in the Houston Rockets. And while his shot selection and defense definitely needs work, he is averaging 24 points per game and 11 rebounds per game. And his story is crazy. I mean, he went undrafted, got waived by the Sixers. He played in China and then got cut from from a team in China. He Mm -hmm. was in Detroit last season, and now he's a starter. I'm a believer in this guy. Game shooter pass. Yeah, shoot. And I'm ashamed of myself because I should have known about him by playing fantasy last year when Detroit got rid of Drummond. Wood was the starting center. He was a walking double-double. He had 22 and 12. He was by far the best option on that team over Blake Griffin and whoever else was on that roster. So, yeah, I'm ashamed of myself for not giving him more recognition because this is what he does. He's a walking double-double. And initially, since they got DeMarcus Cousins, I assumed he would garner the majority of the workload. But like I said, they're working him back slowly, so Wood is the starting center. Now, as long as he's the starting center, yeah, I see no reason why he can't win the Most Improved Player Award. But yeah, shame on me, man. Shame on me. Shoot. Well, I mean, if we were looking at the candidates, Michael Porter Jr., SGA from OKC, you know, those were pretty good picks, guys. I don't think we're, you know, far off. Um, to say we overlooked a Christian Wood, shoot, I, I gotta agree with you guys there, though. You know, I don't think our analysis is that bad, but 
yeah, I think Christian Wood is definitely somebody we may have overlooked. Um, but I'm happy. I'm glad for him. Like Robbie just described his journey. I think it's it's one of those work hard journeys. Uh, he's he's gotten the contract, and he's in a he's in a, a decent place. You know, he's got John Wall. He's got the Marcus Cousins, obviously playing with James Harden. Um, and that was a that was a nice signing for Houston, though. I think that's one of the underrated signings of uh, the free agency so far. But yeah, shout out to Christian Wood, man. That's that's definitely awesome to see him progress over there. Um, we also fucked up by sleeping on this year's rookie class. Uh, Anthony Edwards included shoot or pass, Gabe. Uh, yeah, shoot. Um, the reason why I guess I didn't pay attention to this rookie class was the lack of summer league, and you know they had a condensed preseason, so. I, I, I didn't know much about the rookies anyway. So it was like, okay, whatever, Anthony Edwards, yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, Chevy, he's on your fantasy team, so you obviously took notice of him. So, uh, you know, definitely we fucked up sleeping on this rookie class. And I feel like, <laughs> right. you know, he should be a good player going forward. As long as uh, Russell, uh, D'Angelo Russell is like, I guess, maybe, I want to say fading. If he's, if he's struggling, I can see them giving Edwards a better look, more minutes. Facts, facts. How about you, Robbie? Shoot or pass? I am going to disagree. There are a few things I'm sold on after, what, six, seven, eight games that, that have been played now. But one of them is not this rookie class just yet. I mean, could they be exceeding everyone's expectations so far? Maybe, especially considering, you know, the shortened uh, college basketball season for those who are coming out of college and the shortened training camps and all that. And, you know, when we talk about the potential ceiling these guys have, you know, they I feel like guys like Anthony Edwards, LaMelo, James Wiseman, even Cole Anthony, Tyrese Halliburton, all these guys could be all-stars someday, but I'm not really seeing the future Michael Jordan or LeBron in this group, so I can't say shoot. I mean, we're just but, a yeah, few I, games I get into the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, exactly. I, I, I would be Robbie. I'm with you all the way. Yeah, like I'm, I'm with you all the way on this year's class. Uh, so I'm going to pass on this one. But yeah, I, I just got to echo what you got to say. I mean, but it's good to see that the top guys are playing well. That's like the one thing, right? Like the, the top 15, the top 20. I mean, usually that kind of never happens. You see like the first pick, the first or second pick, then like the 10th pick perform well and then make noise for like rookie of the year. And then like the in-between, the 7th, 8th pick, whoever the New York Knicks take at 7th you know, pick, doesn't ever pan out. <laughs> so it's like, it's good to see like some of these guys in between those lottery picks. Plus the like the top 20. Yeah. And the first round really exactly under, under the circumstances really come out and, and who I think that at, the, at some point too, we really got to research to see, are these guys all really getting more minutes though and get an opportunity, especially like in a year where, you know, there's a short, short turnaround time for a season. Maybe they are giving these rookies more burn. It is what it is. Good to see it, though. And I got to say that. Let me add this. You see the way the NFL is throwing out rookie quarterbacks, right? They're throwing them out there. They're letting them learn, you know, right away instead of letting them sit a year behind the veteran quarterback. Exactly. They're just throwing them out there. So maybe the NBA will follow suit. I mean, who knows? We'll see. I hope. I hope so. I hope. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Shooter pass. The team with the most surprising start to the season is not the Orlando Magic. Robbie, shooter pass. I got a pass because, frankly... I think it is the Orlando Magic. I mean, who the hell would have guessed that the Orlando Magic were going to be the last undefeated team in the league with an overall record of 5-2 and two at this point? So, you know, they had some stinkers versus the Sixers and the Thunder. Yeah, not even Chevy thought this. <laughs> and, and let's be real. This early, I, I mean, I don't think this early success is going to stick 
for a team that ranks last in both percentage of shots that have come from the restricted area and percentage of shots that have come from three-point range. But, mm. you know, I- I'll give credit. I'll give credit where credit's due. Good job, Orlando. I, I won't praise you any more than that because I'm sure that Chevy is going to rave <laughs> about his home team. Well, let's see what Gabe says first. How do you feel about the the Orlando Magic? Are, are they a surprise team, Gabe? Shoot or pass? No, no, no. I mean, she made some good points, but I'm going to shoot on that. I'm going to say kudos to the Sixers, actually. Because you, okay. you, know, you know how much shit I give this team, and they're actually the top of the division. Temporarily, of course. All this is taken with a grain of salt. It's temporary. But, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy about their fast start. I feel like if they're like a mediocre team, Joel and B, he's disengaged. Now, since they're at the top of the division, you might see him be more engaged. He might take command of the ball. Once again, Chevy, he's on your fantasy team. Good pickup. I just feel like, you know, these guys, you know, Embiid in particular, you know, they're playing for a new coach, a new system. And, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that they're at the start they are at. So I'm going to go with the Sixers here. See, I initially was like, ooh, I'll pick the Sixers. But to me, the Sixers should be meeting these expectations. They should be good. They should be at the top or at least near the top of the East. But they haven't been in recent years, so this is a shock for them, or at least for me, to see them there because usually it's like, you know, the other better teams, Boston, maybe Toronto, which is flailing the hell, by the way, you know, and other teams that are contenders. But this year, I guess they said, you know what, buck down, let's get it going. They're doing their job. For now. Yeah, temporary, temporary. Remember who their head coach is. <laughs> temporary, <laughs> temporary. Of course. Uh, I mean, you know, it, both great selections. Uh, I, I kind of went back and forth with this because it obviously didn't want to be too much of of a, uh, you know, homer. But I, I gotta say, you know, when it comes to this, I, I, I'll I'll pass on it um, because I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, basically and say. That the I like the Sixers. I like what I, I like what I see from the Sixers. So I'm kind of I'm going to side with Gabe here for a little bit. <laughs> I think the Sixers have really surprised me the most uh, to be at top of the East. They look like a different ball club. They really do. The coaching change, the the, the personnel. You got Curry. Uh, you know, Shake Milton started to learn how to shoot the ball. Apparently, uh, Ben Simmons is one for one for the three point line in 2021. <laughs> Uh, 2020 technically, but uh, yeah, I mean the Sixers to me are are, are overachieving for the Magic. That there's just a the potential of them. They quint, they can dwindle down. Now the Magic are ranked uh, top five in defensive um, rating right now in the NBA. Actually, I'm sorry, they're number six technically now. So you know, I think this is the problem with the Magic is that they their defensive can be great, but then offensively is is the biggest question. But I mean they've seemed to you know capture that and get it under under control. Um, I think the biggest surprise right now is the Philadelphia 76ers six and one. I mean. I don't think anybody would have estimated them to come out the gates six and one. Maybe, maybe you know the Lakers, Clippers at the most. Maybe the Mavericks. Maybe the Portland Trailblazers. You know, there's a lot of high praise for some of those other teams, but definitely not the Philadelphia 76. And that's the, the league, the league best record right now, even over the Milwaukee Bucks. So I think that's pretty surprising. And you know what it is too? They have the number one defensive rating. So I like it. You know, but I think. Guys, we'll talk about the playoffs in the second half of the season, and we'll see how that revisits for, for sure. All right, shooter pass. Reggie Jackson is right. The Los Angeles Clippers are their own biggest opponent and threat. Shooter pass on that one, Robbie. 
I got to say shoot, and I'm going to go ahead and read the full quote. Um, Reggie Jackson said this after that 51-point loss to the Mavericks. He said, this game kind of emulates life, and the biggest opponent in life is yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. You got to figure out a way to be better. That's the goal. You're either going forward or going backwards. I mean, okay, that's a bunch of fucking cliches, but why isn't this guy the leader in that locker room? I know of at least one guy who could really use those words. <coughs> Paul George. <coughs> Look, I agree with Reggie. The Clippers can't He's seem to get out of their own way sometimes. And the reason why expectations are so high for this team is because on paper, this team should be a top contender. They should be right up there with the Lakers. We all know that. Facts, facts. Exactly. Uh, you, Gabe, shoot or pass? Yeah, I'm going to say shoot too, but, you know, just relax. The Clippers need to relax. Like, chill out. You know, just stop talking about it so much. Just go out there and be about it. The way they're relax. doing it, it's fine. And, by the way, Lou Williams <laughs> Lou Williams has been crappy this season. He's averaging 9-3 and three over 21 minutes a game. Ibaka isn't the threat that Harold is scoring-wise. But, you know, they're still winning. They're still getting it done. Like, stop talking about it. Now, I get he was asked a question after the loss. But I feel like they should just, like, go under the radar. Don't make headlines. Well, for me, that would be great because it's entertainment purposes only. But don't make waves. Just play play your game and let your game do this talking for you, and we'll see where it goes. But, yeah, I'm going to shoot. Just relax and play. Well, the, the one that needs to shut up is Paul George. I mean, he hasn't stopped talking about how great he is and how about his haters and yeah. all this stuff. Like, just shut yeah. the fuck up and play basketball. Like, yeah, in this absolutely. context – you need to shut the fuck up and play basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I could sh- I'll shoot on like the Reggie Jackson saying this. Yeah, because it, it to me it's it's really like the mentally now. So it's you know there's you know what Kawhi brings to the table, you know what Paul George brings to the table, you know what Reggie Jackson brings to the table, Pat Bev and his antics and his defensive scrappiness, whatever you want to call it. You know what these guys can do on a basketball court, right? But I think at this point it is mental for the Los Angeles Clippers. And then, guys, don't forget, um, Devin, him and Devin Booker, Paul George and Devin Booker got into it, right, when they played the Suns a few weeks ago. You know, it's always something. And it, to me, the chippiness is cool to have, especially against, like, an opponent like the the Suns, because you could probably see them in the in the uh, playoffs, right, especially being the, the seeding so close. So I think it's cool to kind of generate that little chippiness in between both teams for our entertainment purposes. But at the same time, like, <laughs> you clearly see this is mental with the Los Angeles Clippers, and it, it's hilarious. While... I mean, the Lakers are just right behind them in the standings. So, you know, there, there's that team that's quietly just hanging around. That, that they're the NBA champions. So, yeah, you're, you're right, Reggie Jackson. Shooter pass, as bad as it sounds, losing Spencer Dinwiddie for the season is not as massive of a blow to the Brooklyn Nets as it may appear. Gabe, shooter pass on that one. Yeah, I'm going to shoot because you have Karis LeVert to pick up the slack. As long as you got this guy with his highest usage rate, you know, initiating the offense, doing everything possible to keep his team in, you know, in the game. You know, I think the Dinwiddie loss, it's not as impactful. Plus, they got, you know, other guys on the team. Joe Harris, who's very underrated. You got TLC. I don't know how to say his name, so I call him TLC. And uh, obviously, Kevin Durant. Yeah, so they'll, they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I feel like it's, it's fine with the Nets. You know, as long as Karis LeVert is playing at an all-star level, which he does every night, they'll be good. Robbie Shooter pass. Yeah, I got to agree with Gabe here and say, shoot. I mean, look, Spencer is obviously an asset to the team. And more importantly, he was 
Kyrie's insurance policy. And a big factor to the success of the Brooklyn Nets that we've discussed in the past episode was how Kyrie, Katie, Spencer, and Karis LeVert were going to share the ball and the possibility of even trading Spencer. He could have been a nice little trading piece. Um, Are they better off without Dinwiddie? I wouldn't necessarily jump to that conclusion, but if the Nets are granted that $5.7 million disabled player exception and can sign a wing who can rebound and defend, because they really need that right now, the Nets should be just fine. Excellent. Absolutely. Um, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie didn't really do do much besides uh, what pre-bubble, right? Pre-bubble last season. And then he didn't show up to the bubble or didn't play in the bubble from my understanding. So... To me, as bad as it sounds, losing Spencer did win you right now. To me, I'm going to basically agree and shoot that it's not that massive of a blow to the Nets right now, especially early on in this season. Um, looking at it, I agree with Gabe, too, and echo his statements. Mr. TLC, Karis LeVert, too. I, I'm a big Karis LeVert fan. So I think those are two guys that have gotten their opportunity because Dinwiddie is out uh, or was out last season as well. So, yeah, shout out to the Nets. I think they'll be okay. And like you mentioned, Robbie, who, who knows if they get the exception and there's somebody out there hanging out. Rob, do you know how to say TLC? Can you uh, the full name? We, I, I got, I got this. I got Timothy Lau Wawu Cabaret. No, oh, no, Lord. you it's, butchered. Oh no, shit. I attempted it because Wawu you're gonna cabaret. correct me. Timothy, it's not cabaret, bro. Wawu it's not cabaret. a cabaret show. The guys are gonna come out here <laughs> doing some dancing or anything. It's oh my Timothy Luwawu Cabaret is is what I think it is. Timothy Luau Cabaret. Cabaret, yeah. That's what I said. If we are wrong, listeners, don't unsubscribe from us, please. Okay? We just, you know, we're all all from Florida. So, you know, this is what you get when you get three Floridians on a podcast. We can't read and we can't pronounce shit. First of all, first of all, (laughs) we're we're a lot better than Charles Barkley, okay? And he's on national TV. He's with Turner Sports. So we're better than Charles we'll... <laughs> All right, next shooter pass here. Luka Doncic and his shooting woes to start the season is not something the Dallas Mavericks should be too concerned with. Uh, Gabe, how do you feel about Luka the God and his shooting woes here? Shooter pass on that statement. Luka the God. I'm going to say shoot. I feel like they need to more, be more concerned with his conditioning. Now, I haven't seen the Mavericks play much this year, but I keep hearing that he's fat. I don't know if that's true or not. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you gain weight in a shortened offseason? Like I said, I, I haven't seen his body composition, the way he was you know, picking that James Harden uh, on the court that day. But um, I feel like, if anything, his shooting will be fine. Just work on his conditioning, and the, and the Mavericks will be fine. So that's my thing. Shoot. I am going to adapt the words of the great Aaron Rodgers here and just say shoot and that everyone needs to R-E-L-A-X relax. Look, does he still have stuff to improve on, particularly on the defensive end and with his shot selection and his conditioning? Sure. But he went 33-16-10 and on 12 of 25 shooting against the Rockets on Sunday. He is still that fucking good and is still an MVP candidate. I have not much more to say than that. Facts. Uh, I will say that with this statement basically is I'm going to shoot with it. Yeah, of course. I mean, Luca's going to come around, man. I mean, 
Speaking of speaking of the uh, situation with his weight, uh, Gabe. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. What did you do? Sit and eat all off season? I mean, they did have an early exit too, so they were probably out of there by mid August, right? So there was August, September, October. That was that's just three months, man. You can do a lot of damage to your body in three months, right? Quarantine taught us that, so I believe it. I believe it. Um, last shooter pass here for this episode. The winner of the Russell Westbrook John Wall trade is the Houston Rockets. Robbie, how do you feel about this trade so far? Shooter pass on that statement. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you said Russell Westbrook, <laughs> but I'm gonna say shoot. Simply because John Wall compliments James Harden better than Russell Westbrook did. Uh, <laughs> Russ is also playing under Scott Brooks, who needs to get fired. Like, I'm on the Scott Brooks needs to get fired train. I'm, I'm driving that shit right now. Um, here's a cool <laughs> little stat. John Wall scored 50 points. Isn't this part two of Russell Westbrook and Brooks, right? It is. Yes, it is. It is because... Uh, he sure did. He sure did. Um, but, I mean, they ain't doing shit together right now, really. Um, here's a cool little stat. John Wall scored 50 points in his first two games after a two-year layoff. The last player to do that was none other than Michael Jordan with the Wizards in 2001. Mm, wow, the irony there. Gabe, how about you? Shoot or pass on that? I'm going to say shoot. We forget that Wall's actually a point guard. What's happening here? You guys hear me? Bro, <laughs> someone riding yeah. a fucking jet ski behind you. <laughs> yeah, we heard. Do not cut it. this out. This is I, great. Bro, I hate this shit, but um, <laughs> y'all. The level of commitment by Gabriel Lloyd tonight. He is sitting in the middle of the street giving you some fucking hot takes. All right. Okay. Let, let that me is down. commitment right. and determination if you've ever heard it. Okay. All right. So, shoot. We forget that Walker Ball. Like, you know, we haven't seen him because of the injuries, but he's a true point guard. Opposed. <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I, You know what? Actually, I'm going to do this for the, for the first time in 2021. And I'm going to do this for the first time, I think, out of our shooter pass route. I'm going to say, I, you know what? I'm going with Gabe's famous word, push. I'm going to say push oh. for Mr. Westbrook. So like a jump ball. Like a jump yeah, ball. Yeah, you know, okay. with this one right here, I'm just too early to tell. Uh, both teams are kind of just what we expected a little bit. I mean, you know, you get off to what I think is an 0-4, 0-5 start for the, the Wizards. And it's not the hottest start what's in, what's surprising is uh for you know westbrook and those guys is is the the start they had um and one of the games you know they start i think it was like the third game where they were playing against the magic at home they had at least like a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter lost it completely you know they looked like a good team at that at that point and lost the lead i remember watching the game so it's really interesting how this team is all you know put together how they'll be coached guy brooks is the blame blah 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 whatever the, the Wizards look like a team that's probably might have to just play for the playing tournament or barely scratch that. That's going to be interesting to watch, but I, I can't tell who won the trade just yet at this time. Overreactions. What's your job, Marlon? 
All right, as promised here, we are giving you guys some of our own overreactions coming out of the first couple weeks of the NBA season so far here. Uh, we will start with you, Robbie. I'm interested to hear about your overreactions. What are you overreacting to coming out of these first couple weeks? Okay, so here's what I wrote down in my notes. Mm. One, it is time for the Toronto Raptors to blow it up. Two, get the Golden State Warriors off of all primetime games till further notice. And three, <laughs> in caps, all caps, fire Scott Brooks. I'm only going to backpedal on one of these, oh, wow. and that is the Golden State Warriors off of primetime because I feel like this isn't going to be the last time we're going to see Steph Curry go the fuck off, especially now that Draymond Green is back, as we right. discussed pre previously. Now, <clears throat> I'm sticking with my other two. Um, let's start with the Raptors. Free agency over the past couple of seasons has obviously hurt the Raptors more than helped them. Um, and honestly, I'm willing to argue that the losses of Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka hurt them more than losing Kawhi and Danny Green the year before. Look, I, I love Fred Van Fleet. I'm happy that he's getting paid. But when Fred Van Fleet is your team's leading rebounder, you're in fucking trouble. And when Pascal Siakam is your first option with the way he's been playing since the bubble... You're also in trouble. I think it's time to trade some pieces, maybe trade Kyle Lowry, blow shit up, and start over. And if anybody can do that, it's Masai. Um, and then, you know, got to fire Scott Brooks. I mean, he's he's done a pretty shitty job at coaching, especially on the defensive end. Um, he had a quote where he said... Um, what what his key was to stopping Kevin Durant's jump shooting is to pray and hope he misses. Okay, against Kevin Durant, that may be your only option. But <laughs> frankly, it appears that this is his defensive strategy for every single game against every single opponent. He doesn't seem to run any defensive sets. He leaves his best defender in Bonga out of the rotations. He doesn't make enough adjustments. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, for for a team that we called a sneaky good team in the Washington Wizards, a team that we expected to compete for that eighth seed in the East, an mm -hmm. 0-5 start is unacceptable. And the defense that they've been playing is unacceptable. And I'm sorry, but that falls on Scott Brooks. Mm -hmm. Wow, man. You really got it out for Scotty Brooks. Oh, poor Scotty. Good thing he's listening oh, to this really? podcast. Scotty doesn't out. know. <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> oh man all right Gabe overreaction so far what you got I mean I'm gonna say the Brooklyn Nets and by the way those Washington Wizards are now one and five due to beating the Brooklyn Nets um I like how Shannon Sharp was trolling uh Kyrie Irving because remember Kyrie Irving put a quote on Twitter saying that hey this is the first time where I can look down the court and see hey that motherfucker can make that shot too mm -hmm. so you know Shannon Sharp trolled them and you know I feel like the Nets, they're just they're they're trying to get their bearings together. They're at a slow start. I think I believe they're under five hundred now. Um, but yeah, that's my biggest overreaction. Let's just relax, relax, and wait till All Star break is past us, and you'll see them be a much better team. That's the only overreaction that I have. This is Robbie. This is Gabe's overreaction. His re overreaction is not to overreact. Basically, is what I'm getting. Did you understand that correctly? 
Yes, I think so. I don't hear the jet ski behind him anymore. So I think I heard that correctly. Oh my god. Good old fashioned wing. I gotta say this. Look, I gotta say this. Look, to 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 overreact, and I have, I, I will say this. The Raptors, Robbie. I think the Raptors, I agree with that one. I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, they're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. We didn't expect that. We we went as far as even mentioning them in the in the contender. To me, they were like a little bit going to be pretenders, in my opinion. But I don't even know what to say about the Raptors. But horrible start. Like if this continues on, my thing is that you know maybe we should give them a little bit of a break. They're not playing in a traditional home court, really. They're they're in Tampa, Florida. They're not at home, you know, traditionally, or you're not, you know, not, I don't know what the situation with the family or whatnot is, to, to be honest with you. It's a lack of insight with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, this team looks like a complete 180 than what we thought it was going to be. And it looks to continue that way. So they are going to disappoint me a little bit this season. Uh, I got to say for my Orlando Magic, uh, I'm going to overreact to them here uh, in this segment. Wonderful that to see them high on the defensive rating. However, offensively, uh, if we look at the overall team metrics and the offensive rating, they're 16th. So a little bit of a concern there for me, but I got to overreact, show them some love five and two. Nobody thought we were going to get there. Um, I like I like Cole Anthony. I like Cole Anthony. I like the pickup. Uh, Aaron Gordon has come back. He had limited uh, minutes restriction. So I think the, I'm going to put a hot take out there with my overreaction. I think the magic uh, become a little bit similar to what we've seen out of the Indiana Pacers, just uh, you know, maybe a middle tier of the Eastern Conference, six to four spot potentially. And I did say this, guys. They either would overachieve with a bunch of young guys on that team and rosters with the veterans like Vooch mixed in there, or they would completely just tank with the young guys and develop their talent. But uh shout out to them. And then um my last overreaction would be for uh the Brooklyn Nets as well. Uh, you know, just, just to echo with you, Gabe, um, I think we expect a little bit better after the first two games, right? They went on national TV, blew out the uh, Warriors. Then they came on Christmas Day and looked really impressive in that second half against Boston. We're like, yeah, these guys, these guys. And I was supposed to get on this episode and be like, I was thinking about it, guys. I was like, man, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to tell Robbie Game, like, I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets are the new thing in the Eastern Conference. Uh, sorry, Miami. But, uh, Unfortunately, I can't say that, so I'm overreacting. I think the Nets are a little concerned. I'm a little concerned for them, a little concerning for what their, their season's like. And Kevin Durant can't play, what, four games now because he has to spend seven days sitting out due to a, a contact tracing with COVID. Like, come on, guys. What are you doing? Like, how are other teams, like, I, this is, you know, even goes to the NFL. Like, how are other teams, you know, able to just behave and, like, just put a roster out every week after week in the NFL and then, uh, the NBA, you're you're with the same guys. Like if you have four games in one week. Like what are you doing to like <laughs> to like ruin you know some of that? Um, we could have a different conversation by the All Star break, but but uh, th- that's kind of my my overreactions there. I think everything else has kind of just pan out the same there so far this season, right, guys? I don't I don't think anything else has been too much more surprising. Uh, Robbie, good news for you. The Jazz are you know four four seed, four and two currently early out the game. Um, <laughs> The Sixers are six and one out the gate, so okay, we aren't looking too good here. We aren't looking too good with our predictions. So, uh, Robbie, maybe we should listen to you a little more often, huh? Women are always right. 
Hmm. Let me let me say that again because clearly Gabe didn't hear me with the cars in the background. <laughs> Women are always right. Hmm. Well, on that note, that is the show. Our first of 2021, guys. Congratulations. We did it. We made it through. We have hopefully entertained the masses of NBA fans here. Uh, as always, shout-outs, guys. Who's your first shout-out of the 2021 year? I'm going to give a shout-out to the state of Georgia. Y'all got one job. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. Get that Senate majority, please, because we need it. Don't fuck this up or else I'm coming for you. Okay. Well said. Well said. All right. Um, I'm going to go with my shout-out again to uh, a couple guys here. Uh, that we'll have coming up with some NFL and um, some college football coverage all, all season long, by the way. I, I want to shout out to those guys. Uh, keep it in-house for the first episode of 2021. John Glowatz, uh, he's at, he's actually the college football uh, straight-up pick expert. Uh, so John picked 75% of uh, his picks right, which is pretty uh, good for enough for fourth place on tallysite.com. Uh, and we'll have Adam Mitch from the First and Ten podcast on the NFL uh, playoffs coverage. Um, those guys actually will join me on an episode of Views from the Baseline. Uh, we will chat. Uh, so check out that episode. So we got NBA here with Shooter Pass, and we will chat with those guys about college and uh, NFL football there uh, this week. So, you know, head on over to BaselineTimes.com, at Baseline Times on Twitter, Instagram. Find us. 